no more room in hell. Podcasters will talk about it. Scream now. Scream later. Scream never. It's time for Summer Slash. In fact, it's Summer Slash 4. Keep telling yourself it's only a podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Scariest podcast intro ever recorded in the history of podcasts. It's to announce that Summer Slash 4 is here. This is like the third week running of our horror film festival on the podcast. However, we can't just get started right away. Usually there's three of us here. You might have noticed if you're watching the video, there's only two, and you only hear two voices, even though David hasn't said anything yet. He's trying to give me the... Right. trying to have patience and let me get all this crap out that I want to throw out at the beginning. Um, Dave, do you remember that there used to be this urban legend that if you went to a party, and if you're the first one to fall asleep at the party, you get a dick drawn on your face? That's that's not an urban legend. I've been at those parties. <laughs> You've been to those parties. So, okay, this yeah. used to be a thing that just happened at parties, folks. And nobody got mad. Nobody me too Nobody sued. Nobody pressed charges. People took pictures. I mean, it might have been like early internet. I don't know if they got posted to Facebook back then, but this well, was a normal was... party rule. Actually, yeah. I think like everybody participated. So maybe it's not a. Is it a crime if you participate? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, who knows? What's the What's the morality of uh of drawing dicks on your buddy's face? You know. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Kind of depends on your. <laughs> You're like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. The only reason we bring up drawing uh, phallic symbols on your friends' faces when they fall asleep at a party is because what do you do on a podcast when your co-host doesn't show up to podcast with you? I mean, well, are are we sure she hasn't been slashed? I mean, oh, because like... it's summer slash, and we said the the host could drop off like flies at any time. Yeah, I mean, this Possibly. could be our first body count. <laughs> uh, dang, but what do you say? Should we just? Uh... Should we start just start the show? Yeah, let's do, I mean, yeah, if our buddy's let's, gone, we got to honor them by going on. I guess the show must go on. That's the golden rule, right? Yeah, there is a rule on this show that if you don't show up, you get teased. And but I know people don't really tease anymore. That's like a negative thing too. You can't like make fun of your friends. That's like a new thing. I basically just made myself <laughs> sound like a total jerk for the last three minutes. But okay, now let's play the theme song and get the show started. Here we go. Maybe. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. You know, the thing I thought about, David, was like uh, outside of the podcast, you know, I go to these business meetings. I talk about I'm a digital marketer. I can do your social media. You want to start a podcast? I can help you with that. That's in my regular life, trying to earn the cash, right? Got to keep the gas tank full. But I realized if the only thing on my resume is this podcast and then listen, they tune into that part where I'm like, you went to a party and drew a dick on his face. Hired. (laughs) Hired right away. (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) If it's out of context, who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Just keep telling <laughs> yourself it's only a podcast, folks. Oh, right, man. Dave? Anybody can take any snippet out of any episode and take it yeah, out of Yeah, these days, right? Oh, uh, yeah, totally. We used to have a disclaimer. Maybe it's still there. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. Um, so we're, tonight's, which I oh, guess, not tonight's movie. I almost jumped into tonight's movie. We're not there. Um, headlines. Yeah. Welcome to Deadly Dastardly Home Video Headlines for Summer Slash. Nev Campbell exits Scream 6 over contract issues. Scream 6 is also bringing back Hayden Pontieri. Rumor has it that Scream 6 will also feature the most violent version of Ghostface. And I read today in somebody else's headline, but I'll steal it. I'll provide it to you right now. They're going to go to New York City. Kind of like Friday the 13th Part 8. I, I was going to say, that's a little dangerous, isn't it? Like you're, you're kind of What's setting that? yourself up for failure. What, going Jason. to New York City with a horror movie? Well, well, yeah, I mean, just because Jason, I mean, either, this could go one of two ways. It could either go terribly, because like Friday the 13th, Jason goes to Manhattan, mm-hmm. or it could be a meta take on it where the characters keep commenting. Like They reference, they get, they're they going to have to reference Friday the 13th yeah. Part 8, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the Scream world, they can, because Scream exists in the regular world, and all of their horror movies are on the shelf, was my general understanding, that they've referenced... A bunch of popular horror movies already, right? So, yeah, especially when Randy was still alive in the first couple of movies. Um, well, they, they've been movie heavy. I mean, each character. I mean, even in the last one, the whole thing was a commentary on legacy sequels. And the, the other thing is, like, uh, I know you're not you're not happy with social media, but I'm on there every once in a while, fiddling around with these little videos to talk about our podcast or whatever else that I might be watching, and I'll do little clips. But I was gonna make a video about Scream Six and the contract thing, like the Nev Campbell thing. I was, but I was like, I'm a working class Joe, like everybody else who's listening to the podcast and trying to make their own as well, make their way through the world. And like, all your money is going into a gas tank right now, and you're just trying to pay your bills or whatever, and put food on the table, and take care of your shit. And so you don't want to hear a celebrity complaining about a fucking paycheck. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Well, like, there's two sides of the argument here. But then I, I also have this opinion though. You deserve to get paid what you're asking, like what you're worth, you know? Well, right. I mean, and, and she's kind of in a unique situation where I don't know, you know, she's let's let's face it, these are the only things well, I don't know if that's fair to say, but I mean I I'd wager that scream is the only thing keeping her career alive because I don't see her in a t- I think she was in the movie Skyscraper with The Rock like a few years ago, but mm. other than that, she doesn't seem to work that often. I don't know if that's by choice or if she's just done with Hollywood. Um, but like that series kind of rests on her back. I mean, it is the Sydney Prescott story, basically. Yeah. So it's married to her. Now I think like the studio is probably kicking themselves for not killing her character off in the last one. You know, they're like, we're going to write her out off screen now. <laughs> but some are saying, and I don't know that, I don't know if this is where my opinion falls, but some are saying she's just being vocal about it to kind of put pressure and let the fans kind of like start weighing in and putting pressure on the studio to like, hey, oh, yeah. what she's owed. I mean, you know, she's not going to get a ton of paydays. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I'd fight for, you know, getting a better payday on this. And, you know, maybe she's also just done with the series. She's just like, all right, we've told that story five times. Like, how how much more can we keep going to that well? Um, I don't know. I don't know. They're just going to create relatives to the other dead characters and it'll just go on forever. Um, Netflix has scooped up the global streaming rights to a Taiwanese horror blockbuster called Incantation. It's going to be released worldwide on July 8th, assuming it'll be streaming as well. Or that's what they mean by that, hopefully, I guess. I don't know. 
because a lot of Netflix movies don't end up in the theater. Sometimes they do if they're promoting award season. But um, yeah. this one's also being dubbed the scariest Taiwanese movie ever. Um, it's their hmm. top grossing original horror film from Taiwan. I didn't even know that Taiwan was big on horror movies, really. You know, so I, I can't remember, but I think the most re- that the big uh, hit on Shutter right now, uh, the sadness. I think that's Taiwanese. Uh, oh, I thought that was Korean. No, I could be wrong. I because I, I want to say I looked it up and it was Taiwanese and it took. You know, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I have to look that up. Um, but I, yeah, let's not misquote Dave. Just keep talking. I'm trying to Google it. <laughs> okay. Which actually, I mean, this is, we're not know, we're not talking. The main feature tonight is not the sadness, but if it's you not the shutter, sadness. Yeah, we have facts. But you got to you got to check that movie out. No, it, it says a, Taiwan. It does say Taiwan. Oh damn! All signs I had point facts to being when correct. I didn't even know we were going to get down that road. <laughs> um, there is a rumor mill though that uh, tonight's movie is Fear Street, and actually they said we might be getting a Fear Street series coming down the road. Yeah, I'd be down. My mic I mean, is popping. Got a lot of source material. So to... The mic's broke. What's that? What I said you're right. <laughs> well, my mic of... is popping a little bit. Oh shit! Well, um, there's a lot of. If they do a series, they sure got a lot of uh, material to draw from. Which I'll get into that when we get to facts. Yeah, because tonight's movie is in fact Fear Street '94. What happens in this movie? After a series of brutal slayings, a teen and her friends take on an evil force that's plagued their notorious town for centuries. It's part of a film event trilogy on Netflix based on R.L. Stein's Fear Street. That was R.L. Stein. Sorry. <laughs> Mispronounced his name. <laughs> anyway, it's his Fear Street books, which are basically goosebumps for grown-ups. Basically. And Dave has some deadly details about this freaking film trilogy. What's up, Dave? So, um, so I, this I had to dig a little into this. I knew this was a book series. I've never actually read it, but uh, the Fear Street book series, like John said, created by Goosebumps's, if I'm saying that right, Goosebumps R.L. Stein. Uh, the series started in 1989, and there are 13 spinoff series. There's a grand total of 163 books across all the series that are some form of Fear Street. Um, I couldn't believe there was that many books with this. That's a lot, uh, dude. In the series, yeah. They're not all written by R.L. Stein. A lot of them are ghostwriters, apparently. But um, so attempts to turn this the books into a movie go back to '97 when Hollywood Pictures got the film rights and in the hopes, uh, coincidentally, to make a scream-like film series. Uh, of course, nothing came of that. Uh, also in '97, a TV pilot was produced. Uh, the pilot was produced, or excuse me, the pilot was aired as a special called "Ghosts of Fear Street," mm. but low ratings just caused it not to move past the pilot. They just gave up on it. Sounds like a Nickelodeon uh, show. Kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. or like Goosebumps back in the day. Yeah. Well, that I mean, this is just, like I said, Goosebumps for growing up. So the TNA that you can't get in Goosebumps is just splashed yeah. into Fear Street. That's how it works. You get it here, yeah. yeah. Um, so this, uh, so this uh, trilogy was actually produced and filmed in 2019 and was produced by 20th Century Fox with the intention of releasing it one month apart theatrically in 2020 well of course the pandemic hit and which caused the theatrical release to be put on hold and in the meantime the production company for fear street churn in entertainment lost their deal with 20th century fox but they struck a new deal with netflix and they put it out on netflix uh one week apart versus one month apart each uh in the summer of 2021 so a year late but a week one week after another um 
So, uh, spoiler alert, but uh, there is a bread slicer kill in this movie, which is an homage to an 80s movie called Intruder, where some something similar happens. Uh, the head of the art department was adamant that a bread slicer would never cut through a human head, uh, but the director proved them wrong by actually buying a bread slicer and, uh, and a watermelon going through it without any problem. So it kind of shut them up. <laughs> it's possible they're sharper than meat slicers. Probably. It looks more cut. brutal. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> spoiler alert, that's probably going to be everybody's favorite kill, but we don't know. We'll get back to that in a minute, but first we're going to go to the messages. We'll be right back after these messages. Look, we've all heard of Netflix and chill, but sometimes it's not that easy to chill when you're dealing with ED. That's why there's Eddie, a revolutionary device designed to help with symptoms of erectile dysfunction. Designed by urologists... Eddie is an FDA Class 2 medical device, has been shown to help men increase intimacy levels with their partners. If you're looking for an easy way to boost your confidence in the sheets, give Eddie a try and put your performance anxiety to bed. Right now, you can save 20% on Eddie. Go to buyeddie.com forward slash binge watchers and use that code binge20 for 20% off. Fast forward your way past performance issues and try Eddie today. Again, that's BuyEddie.com forward slash binge watchers and use the code binge20 for 20% off. Try Eddie today. Now back to the podcast, already in progress with Dangerous Dave, Johnny Spoiler, about to spoil our favorite kills from Fear Street 1994. Yeah, well, I think you kind of said it. It's definitely the one that stuck out in my head. The See, I think you, you kept that in your five facts to jump everybody's favorite kill so nobody <laughs> could take it. You're like, I'll just put it in here as fact number five. <laughs> yeah, you did it on purpose. Yeah, that's sure we'll roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was an interesting fact that like, oh, no, you're not going to get a head through that. All right, well, I'll prove you wrong. Uh, uh, no, it. go ahead. No, it's your turn. Oh, well, no, I'm just going to say it's, I mean... Not that there's anything wrong with the rest of the kills or slashes in it, but everything feels very standard until this one. Uh, mm. This feels like the most creative kill in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, know, it's very not, creative. Yeah, I mean, that's not the, but, you know, but they're doing the tropes. The like, what I love about this movie is, like, if you're a fan of slasher movies, you're going to love it because they're homaging, like, every major slasher as much as they can, every possible way. And it feels like scary movies to tell in the dark is kind of, it has that kind of tone and vibe and mm. style. It reminds me of Freaky and uh, uh, Happy Death Day. It's kind of like a self-aware slasher, right? Because even the kids are referencing slasher movies and all the other mythology in the town about like every 10 years there's a serial killer in this town. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's well, pretty good. It's like a witch possesses dead bodies of your friends and they come after you, and but they start to turn into these historical killers, right? Like one is the the guy from the campground. Right, with an axe and a thing over his head. And then uh, there's like a girl with a straight edge razor. And then there's the kid with the skeleton mask who's hacking people. And he was a right. video store clerk in the beginning of the movie, but then he becomes like the first possessed victim. And then he kills his friend. And then from there, it's a bloodbath. Um, the movie also includes that thing that I love, which is when the friends are working together to try to stay alive. And then it all goes to shit. Yeah, if it, I mean, it feels very much, I mean, watching it this time, uh, that aspect of it felt very much like a, a 1980s Spielberg or Spielberg produced movie. It felt like the Goonies had to like take on a serial killer. 
know, like, <laughs> which that would make a great movie. Like, hey, yeah. like if you pitched a movie like, hey, it's the Goonies, but the Goonies get killed, and uh, right. it's a bloodbath. You know, like, so that's a good movie pitch. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, and this movie, I mean, each movie, you know, next, I mean, well, we're not covering the next one, but the next movie in the series is, uh, you know, really more of a 80s, you know. See, I think you were going to outline the other two movies in your facts description. I bet you're going to say, like, the next one's in 1970, whatever, four, and the next, and the next one's in 1666. <laughs> I just, uh, well, I assumed that we were going to have our partner here to, who uh, I thought maybe was going to watch them all, and that would lead to that discussion, so I left it out, but. Sure. Uh yeah, no, the next one, I I mean, the, the 78, I didn't get to watch it again, but I remember it being my favorite of the three when I watched it last year. This one is, I mean, this one in 78 or neck and neck. I mean, this one definitely feels like, again, Scream. I mean, it's meant to. I mean, the opening 10 minutes is meant to be, you know, close in close to the original Scream's 10 minutes with Drew Barrymore eating it early. Uh, this one, I mean, you know, it's my hawk from Stranger Things. So, of course, everybody's like, oh, it's the girl from Stranger Things. Yeah, you know, that's what's funny about Netflix, Dave, is they, like, work like an old studio factory where they have the contracted players. Like, I wonder if their contracts say... I have a, I, I have a speculation that the Netflix contracts for actors say that they have to appear in other Netflix properties. I, I would buy that, except yeah. these movies were produced before they were bought by Netflix. I mean, unless Stranger Things is so popular, they're like, all right, shoot an opening scene with Maya Hawk now. I could see that happening. Hmm. I, I, I guess I, you got me on that one, but I've seen it happening in other Netflix shows and movies. Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, but that's that's an old thing. I mean, that's not new and exclusive to Netflix. I mean, you know, back in the day when you'd have a TV show where they're like, Hey, my, that character from that TV show is on now this episode of this TV show, mm. like like the full house and family matters crossovers or stuff like that. So that's, that's not that unusual. Um, Cause yeah, not crossovers. I mean, I'm talking about like consistency of like five movies made by the same company with generally the same actors. You know what I mean? Well, but yeah, I mean, that's also just contract too, like, players. I mean, yeah, but Maybe they don't do not... anymore. Well, not since like the 40s, 50s, 60s. Maybe well, no, of 80s, course not. But... but I mean, they still. No, actually, that's not entirely true because they still, still once in a while, maybe they're not as common now. But even somebody like Edward Norton had to like fight um, Paramount uh, because he was still under contract. Like that's why he, uh, he did that movie, The Italian Job, because huh. he was under. Con- he had like a three picture deal, so it doesn't happen as often, but it still does happen. So I could see. I, I'm just trying to back up what you're saying. I think they yeah. are doing stuff like that. Like, hey, you're a Netflix star, so now you have to star in this Netflix movie or this Nef- other Netflix series. Yeah, I totally buy that. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to bring up for our fans and for listeners is we have several copies of this new horror movie called Unhuman. We're doing a giveaway, so if you tell us in the comments your favorite horror movie, if you want us to review one, send us an email. If you go shoot us a nice review of the podcast, either on iTunes, Podchaser, or comment on CastBox, find us somewhere, you can even interact with us on YouTube, then uh, we'll hook you up with a free copy of a movie that's being described as like Breakfast Club with Zombies, I know really it's about a young girl and her friends, they take take on these monsters or whatever, which sounds similar to this other movie we covered called Neon Maniacs a couple weeks ago, (laughs) if you're so vague, it sounds exactly the same, a couple teenagers take on some monsters, that's about it, could even be like uh, the first Ghoulies movie or something. Yeah, say that's like a ton of movies from the eighties. Yeah, it could be like every horror movie ever made. But take a look at it, folks. All right, check it out. Um, what else is going on? Uh, we don't have any cursed staff picks because we were fully diving into Fear Street, and 
I guess I could already say what's happening next week. Holy shit, Dave! Look at that. Well, that's, oh, wait, that's actually we got to. We don't have forever. any. Uh, we need to. We need to do our rating system, which is, you know, on a regular binge watchers, you might hear binge now, binge later, binge never. But because it is summer slash for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be scream now, scream later, scream never. Exactly that. We'll start with Dave and we'll jump over to me. What do you got, Dave? Uh, this is tough. I thought I was going to go into uh, a scream now, uh, but on second viewing, I like this movie, but it didn't hold up as well on a second viewing. So I'm going to say scream later. Uh, wow. But... That's interesting. Cause I had more fun the second time than I did going into it originally. Hmm. Maybe I still I haven't watched part two and three. I probably won't, but I was more enticed to watch part two, this second viewing of part one. And there was details I noticed in part one this time that I didn't catch on the first go around, which is, you know, generally what happens. Right. It's a binge now for me, but would have been a binge later. It, well, it's a scream now for me. Sorry. I fucked up my own system. <laughs> uh, we actually mentioned fear street when it came out because we were considering we were it watching them as summer they went last year. Yeah. Yeah. We watched That's... it, but it wasn't officially an episode. It was no, just like it a staff. It was just thing. one of our, yeah, it was our, what we're yeah. watching. Staff cause, thing, so. cause it was like, it came out too late to put in the rotation. Because it's like we didn't have enough time to watch it, so it was like, and you we know, didn't know if it was going to be good. Yeah, it could have, <laughs> it could have like really bit the farm, right? It could have been yeah. horrible. But there you go. So somewhere in between, um, you got one, one extremely positive, one positive. So generally, you're going to have fun with this movie, folks. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a, it's a B plus or an A minus. I mean, it's not. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, check it out. Next week, I mean, so there's a lot of pressure for these summer slashes. Usually we go for 12 weeks. It's a shorter year this year. We're doing something a little bit different. It's just four weeks, and we're trying to find things that maybe aren't, like, under everybody's radar or, like, we're really digging around because we could do traditional slashers. We could do outer space horror movies. We, as you, folks, if you listen to us for a long time, you know that we, our bread and butter is horror movies, you know? We love it. You love it. We talk about it all the time. So it's like we just don't want to do just the... You could literally just do Friday the 13th, one, two, three, four, right. five, six, seven. You could just do the normal shit or find the movies that everybody's reviewing on YouTube and it'd all be the same. But uh, so I put a lot of pressure on myself to try to find titles this year since it was only going to be a four episode run as opposed to 12. You really don't have a lot of time to make screw ups. I mean, that's what's funny is like we go in blind on these movies. So we usually have some duds in there, but usually we can find a handful of good movies, right? Yeah, but this year it's like we got to be real careful. What are we doing? <laughs> and uh, uh, I I discovered a horror movie, like executive produced by Mel Brooks. So produced by Mel Brooks's company with Bill Paxton and Michael Ironside. And then there's a character actor named Marshall Bell, who people might remember as the deviant coach in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, and Quato, the leader mutant in freaking Total Recall. I told Dave if he rec- if he saw the guy, he'd know he'd know who this guy was. You know. He's a guy that pops up in a lot of stuff, either, you know, in the late 70s, 80s, early 90s, maybe early 2000s. He might still be working. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I looked him up. He's a he's what I call like, a oh, that guy actor, because, you know, yeah, exactly. There's there's tons of those where you maybe not know the name. But when you look at him, like, oh, yeah, I remember to the fact that they started making documentaries about that guys. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you've seen Dick Miller. Dick Miller is like the ultimate that guy actor. And they made a whole movie. about him. Yeah, there you go. Um, So anyway, it's a movie called. The Vagrant, and Marshall Bell plays the Vagrant, and he looks really screwed up on the cover and the poster, and 
Um, to be fair, I wanted to end it a kind of on a high note. So I've evaluated the movie, and I, I, I think I can predict which way Dave and, and Jordan will go with this movie. But I'll hold it off till next week. Other than that, thanks for slashing another week with us, folks. Uh, tune in again for the finale of Summer Slash. It's coming, David. It's next week, bro. We're already there. It's a finale already. Oh, yeah. The finale. The fatal finale. We might not all make it. Dave said it earlier. We might not get out of this one this year. I mean, Actually, summer's I mean, here, and so instead of blowing off classes, people are blowing off podcasts. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I slicked one in there at the end, Dave. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Hope she comes back safe. Yeah. Never can tell. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Any predictions on the Vagrant? Um, knowing its pedigree, I'm sure it's going to be at, at the very, very least is going to be a binge later. I don't see this being a binge. Never. I mean, excuse me, slash never. You mean now like a scream now? Uh, damn it. <laughs> I keep saying slash. <laughs> I th- what I mean to say is I think. You screwed it up so much. I just thought I would play you off. That, that's fine. We need. So I think we need to come up with like a different take on a binge now, binge later. Like for doesn't matter what it is. Like you know, like a, what do you mean? If we if we do a whole uh, if we do a whole series on like sports movies again, you know, it'd be like all right, uh, or golf movies. Like all right, put now, put later, put, oh, like just change God. it up each time. Just to screw. You mean you want up. the rating system to be changed for every theme that we run, <laughs> <laughs> like every season? Just to screw oh. everybody else up. Oh yeah, but but you know, the binge now is so iconic that we all are like trained to say it now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we can't even change it for Summer Slash. We're like, oh yeah, binge. Oh crap, I'm supposed to say scream. Well, we're oh, even crap. saying in our personal conversations, like, oh yeah, I saw that movie the other day. I mean, it's a binge later, but I mean, it's yeah, you know, yeah we're really using it. That's how good it is, folks. Forget this one through ten five star bullshit. Just go binge now, binge later, binge never. It's perfect. <laughs>